Alrighty, what is going on guys and welcome back to the channel. I have a new polo, I got a new fresh haircut, I'm feeling good, holidays have been great. This is gonna be a good video. Just uh, some few housekeeping notes first and foremost before we get into what we're gonna talk about today. Like I said, I hope you had a great holiday, I hope you had a great holiday season, spent time with family, ate some really good food. I hope you enjoyed that kind of, I wanna say time off because some people don't get time off at work and et cetera, but I hope you enjoyed that time to kind of reflect and think about you know, how good your life actually is. Like people don't realize that I said this in one of the videos, but some kids don't have a Christmas. Some, some people don't have their parents to go home to for Christmas Eve. Like, some people don't have these things. So just make sure that along with the time that you had, just keep enjoying and keep being grateful for what you have in your life because I think it's very, very important. So that's first and foremost. Second, like I said, it has been the holiday season. So if you haven't watched my most recent video, please feel free to go back and watch that. I'll link it in the description below. But um, it's all about how can you get back from that holiday that, that you just took, right? Because most people go off the rails a little bit when they, when they get into the holiday season. Because like I said, Christmas, I mean, and Thanksgiving is one thing. That's just kind of one day. But Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's, like all, all that stuff is kind of bunched into one. And most people take one or two weeks off and they kind of feel like, well, what the hell? Now I'm kind of off track. I'm off the rails. How do I get back? What do I do? That video is going to be a great video for, if, if you are that person, that's going to be a great video for you. So please feel free to go back and watch that. Again, I'll link it in the description below. So with that being said, we are going to get into fighting hunger while on a diet. Now, just very first thing, first and foremost, I am not saying to starve yourself when you're on a diet. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that you should be starving yourself to lose fat. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. But what I am saying is that if you are hungry when you're dieting, that's normal. That, that's, that's, that's almost like a sign that you're in a calorie deficit because you're, you're inputting less energy than you're outputting. So your, your body's craving more energy, but you're not giving to it. You're not giving it the, you know, the energy it needs because it's trying to lose fat. Like you, you want to lose fat. So that's your body's way of saying, hey, okay, we're in a calorie deficit. Again, it doesn't have to be insane. It doesn't have to be like you're starving yourself. It doesn't have to be you're only eating fucking raisins and carrots. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is that it is completely normal for you to be somewhat hungry on a diet. So you shouldn't feel like that's anything abnormal. And now again, no, you shouldn't be starving yourself. I'm not advocating for that, but just remember that this is normal. So that's first and foremost. Second, again, like I said, it is the New Year's. It, it is people have the resolutions. It is people have goals, and it's absolutely amazing. But most of the times what I've seen is when people start a diet or when people are on a diet in general, there's normally two or three things that make them go off that diet. And one of them is definitely being hungry. So because if you're hungry, well, then you're not going to stick to the plan that you're on because the plan that you're on is not sustainable for you. It's, it's not a way that you can keep going and keep adhering to it to see the success you want to. And again, yes, I just said hunger is, is normal, but there are plenty of ways to mitigate, if not totally get rid of that hunger from you know, tactics and ways that you can use to, to do that. So that's what this video is gonna be about. So let's just dive right into it. The very first thing we're gonna talk about is protein. And that is, in my, own, in my personal belief, that is by far the most important aspect of your diet. And I say this because almost every single person I get when I onboard them onto my online nutrition coaching program, it's like nine, nine out of 10 people, if not 10 out of 10 people, are not eating enough protein. And, and especially if you're trying to lose weight, especially if you're trying to build a new physique and sculpt a new physique the way you want to. Anybody can lose weight, but losing weight and then looking a certain way, if that's, if that's what your goals are, if you want to look a certain way, if you have a certain goal in your mind how you want to look, well then 
protein is going to be paramount for that. And, and nine out of 10 people, if not 10 out of 10 people are not getting enough protein. So this is the first thing, first thing and foremost, we're going to talk about first off, just how many should you, how much protein should you be getting a day? If you follow me, you've heard me say this, but right around a gram of protein per body weight is what you should try to be aiming for, especially if you are in a calorie deficit, if you are trying to lose fat right around a gram of protein per body weight per day is what you should be aiming for. So again, if you weigh 150 pounds, try to get around 150 grams of protein a day. Now, most people come to me and it's like, well, how the hell am I gonna get all that in in a day? Well, there's plenty of ways to do that, but just first things first and foremost, people ask me about shakes and supplements and stuff, and that's, that's fine, it's certainly a good way to do it. Me, personally, I would rather you get the majority of your food, of your, of your protein from whole foods, from nutrient-dense foods, but I know, especially starting out, that's not, sometimes always not possible, and you have to kind of work your way into that, and that's totally fine and totally acceptable. So what I always tell people is like, I would do no more than two protein shakes or you know, one protein shake and one protein bar a day. I would do no more than two protein supplements a day. So if you're getting around say 30 grams of protein per shake or per bar, that's around 60 grams of protein per, per day. So if you, if you do weigh 150 and your goal is 150 pounds, well you just knocked off 60 grams of protein right there by doing those supplements. So now you're left with 90 grams of protein. And if you eat three times a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, if you have 30 grams of protein at each one of those meals, say you have five ounces of chicken, say you have two eggs and, and Greek yogurt and maybe two egg whites, and say you have you know, five ounces of chicken again at dinner. That is gonna give you right around those 30 grams each serving, which is gonna get you 90 grams. 90 plus 60 is 150. That's how you get 150 grams of protein in a day. And again, the more, the more you get into it, the less shakes I would probably do. So replace one of those shakes with you know, tuna or beef jerky or Greek yogurt or whatever it is. So, the more experience you get, you can kind of scale back those protein shakes because real food is always going to be better for you. But especially starting off, protein shakes and supplements are a great way to do that. And then again, you can kind of plan. If you know you're getting 60 grams of protein a day from those supplements, you can plan the rest of your day out to say, okay, how can I get 90 grams of protein through real food? So that's first and foremost, and that's how you can kind of shape your day out to help you get that protein. The thing about protein helping you with hunger is that it's just by far the most satiating nutrient that you can get to your body. And so going back to what we just talked about, people always come to me like, how the hell am I supposed to get all this protein in one day? And that's normally because they're thinking that they can't eat five chicken breasts and they can't, they can't eat you know, all, these, all these meat and all this stuff during the day. And that's almost kind of segueing what we're kind of talking about because yeah, if you eat four eggs and you have two protein shakes and you have five ounces of chicken and you have five ounces of fish, you're not gonna be that hungry. You're gonna be full. You're, you're, you're gonna feel like, Jesus, how, you know, th this is a lot of food. This is fulling. This is satisfying. Th this, filling, fulling, filling. This is satisfying. Wow, okay, I understand what he's talking about now because that same question you have about, like, oh, how can I get that much protein? Well, that's the same answer to your question if you're getting really hungry on your diet. Get your protein up. You're gonna be more satiated. You're gonna be more, more full. Your body's gonna have more things to kind of hold on to and it's going to satisfy you and, and you're not going to be as hungry you're not going to have the cravings you're not going to have the late night snacks because your protein is up and you're going to be full so you're not going to have that hunger so that's first and foremost on protein and again just talking about ways you can get that protein again if you get around 50 60 grams from supplements that's perfect and then just kind of look at your day and map out what you can do if you really you know if you really are not a breakfast person and you really want to have like on the go stuff that's fine, have a tuna packet, have some Greek yogurt, and maybe have a cheese stick. If, if you know that dinner is a really good time for you, 
then you know, maybe have five or six or seven ounces of chicken instead of just four at dinner because that will help with your protein goal and you won't snack late at night because you're having a good hearty meal at dinner while still staying within your calorie limit. So just think about ways you can kind of get to that protein goal. And again, if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you with your plan. So that's first and foremost. The second one is gonna be, I kind of group these all together. So micronutrients, food volume, and veggies. I don't know if you can see that, but micronutrients, food volume, and veggies. And I group these all together because they're almost kind of one in one. Now, not all, obviously they're different micronutrients and not all micronutrients have to be from veggies and et cetera, et cetera, but let's just talk about it. So going back to the protein, if you have the proper micronutrients like sodium, potassium, magnesium, B12, iron, if you have these micronutrients that are found in you know, whole nutrient dense foods, not the processed foods, not your everyday fast foods, like not those kind of things, not, not stuff that comes out of your pantry in a box, that more times than not is gonna have very, very good micronutrients in it. And if you have very good micronutrients in it, for one example, if you're hydrated a lot, if you have a good amount of sodium, potassium, magnesium, because that's what makes you hydrated, water in itself doesn't make you hydrated, electrolytes make you hydrated. So if you have the electrolytes, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and you have those in your diet, and you are hydrated, you're gonna have less cravings, you're gonna be more energized, you're gonna feel less tired, you're, you're gonna feel better overall. So if you can get those micronutrients in you, then that is gonna be a great way for you to obviously not be as hungry to help you stay on your plan. And the veggies and the food volume, so obviously, if you're a mom or if you have parents, like I'm sure you've heard, you have to eat your veggies. And I know you tell your kids it, but you have to do it too. So veggies do have a great amount of micronutrients in them. And they also give you a lot of food volume for the, the, you know, for the calories. So for example, if you have you know, two cups of a salad with you know, spinach, peppers, tomatoes, carrots, all of that, if you have a big ass salad like that, that is a lot of food volume, a lot of physical food you're putting into your stomach that's gonna fill your stomach up, but it's not a lot of calories. And that's why I urge people, and actually Jordan Syatt started this, he's the fucking man, if you don't follow him, go follow him, but I got this from Jordan Syatt, and having one big ass salad a day, that is by far one of the most beneficial things I've seen for people, because when they, can, when, when they know that their lunch is taken care of with a big ass salad, whether they don't get hungry on the drive home from work and when they get home, they immediately stuff their face with food. They know that, okay, I, I know my lunchtime is taken care of or I, I know my dinner time is taken care of. It's also less stress on you. It's, it's less thinking. It's less like mental, mental energy. And the less mental energy you have to spend on a diet, the better because you're already spending energy on a diet. You're, you're already in a calorie deficit. So mental energy might get stressed. You know, physical energy might get stressed. The less energy you have to put forth during this, the better. So if you can say, hey, I'm having one big ass salad a day, I'm gonna load it up, I'm gonna have a lot of food volume, a lot of micronutrients and a lot of veggies, and you know, throw, throw your protein source on top of it, throw tuna, throw chicken, whatever it is. If you have that one big ass salad with the protein, guys, you're going to feel great. And, and I know everyone's like, oh my God, a salad. Like, at first, I love fucking salads. I wish I could eat more, honestly. I, if, if I could, I, have a, I would have a salad at every single meal, because for whatever reason, I love salads, but I just can't eat that much salad and eat that much calories because I'm trying to gain weight, et cetera, et cetera. But if you do that one big ass salad a day and try to at least, at the very least, get one more time of veggies in your day, I promise you, you're going to feel better, you're gonna operate better, you're gonna perform better, you're gonna have more energy, you're gonna have you know, better sleep, everything. You're gonna feel better. So that is a huge thing when it comes to fighting hunger on a diet. Make sure that you get those micronutrients, you get the veggies, you load up on that food volume, put a lot of food in your stomach, for less calories. You're still sticking to your calorie limit. Like you'd be surprised how much food you're eating for such little calories, but you feel full, you feel stuffed. 
but you still stay within your calorie limits. So you still stick to your plan. So you still see results. So that's one huge thing too. The next thing we're talking about is the size of the deficit. So obviously, you know, I have a video here. I have a video on my YouTube channel. I'll, I'll link it again below, but it tells you how many calories you should eat for if you want to lose weight, gain weight, maintain, et cetera, et cetera. So you can go look at these you know, numbers and calculators, but then if you implement, say, 1,500 calories a day and you're super starving, even with doing all these things, it's going to be hard, but it, somehow if you are still starving with all these things, you can then say, okay, instead of 1,500 calories, I'm going to go to 1,650 calories. You can decrease the size of your calorie deficit to meet your needs at that particular time. Now, just because that you have to not go in such an aggressive deficit at first doesn't mean that you're, you, know, you will get used to it, you will, you will mentally get used to it, you will physically get used to it, your body will get used to that deficit. So you might be able to push the envelope a little bit more in, in two to three weeks. You might be able to push it again a little bit more in two to three weeks. Not that I'm saying super aggressive calorie deficits are good because I don't think they are, but if you can handle what you can handle, then go for it. But decreasing the size of your deficit, going from 1,500 calories to 1,650 calories, that is one great way to not be as hungry, especially if you're just starting off. And I know a lot of you are doing you know, New Year's challenges and you're, and you're trying to lose some weight, you're trying to get healthy, and that's amazing. But just know that the super aggressive, super, super intense diet, it, it, if you can't follow that for more than six months, why the fuck are you doing it? It, it doesn't make any sense. So try to pick something you know you can stick to, you know you can follow for three, six, nine, 12 months at a time, as opposed to just trying to go super restrict calories, lose weight, binge and go back up. Super restrict calories, lose weight, binge and go back up. So as opposed to going down, as opposed to a line going literally down, you're just going up, down, up, down, and you're staying the same the entire time. So decreasing the size of that deficit, especially at first, can help you. And again, if you, if you wanna know how many calories you should be eating, if you're new to tracking calories, there will be a video I put in the description below that's gonna tell you, hey, these are how many calories you should lose, lose weight, gain weight, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll be on the lookout for that. If not, just feel free to email me, DM me, message me, whatever you want. I'll be more than happy to help you. So that's another one. And the last one is going to be meal timing. And I know when people hear this, they're like, oh, well, that speeds your metabolism up. And that's why he's telling me to do that. And that is not the case at all whatsoever. That is not why I am telling you to do meal timing. And the reason, what I'm saying is like, so for example, do, you know, five meals, five small meals, right? Say you do three meals and two snacks. I, I love that for a lot of people, especially if, especially if you have trouble with snacking or you have trouble with eating, you know, large amounts of foods at one time. If you miss meals, like just getting some kind of routine, some kind of like, and here's the other thing is you'll have all of your day covered, especially for people who, who again, eat a lot of food in a short amount of time because they're really hungry or because they're bored or whatever it is. This is going to cover your entire day. So if you wake up and have breakfast, you're going to be set. You're going to be full. You're going to be not as hungry until about, you know, if you wake up at six and have breakfast, even if it is just a shake, you're going to have some food in your stomach. You're going to have something in you till about, you know, nine or 10 o'clock. You have a snack there. Great. That holds you over till about 12 or one o'clock. You have lunch there. Great. About three o'clock, four o'clock when you leave work or when you start to get hungry, have a snack right there. That will get you to the seven, eight o'clock at night when you have dinner. And when you get to that seven or eight o'clock, you're not going to be as hungry. You're not going to be ravenous. You're not going to be like, oh my God, I haven't eaten all day. Where's my food? You're going to be, your, your body's going to have nutrients. Your body's going to have food. You're going to have energy. You're going to feel good. So when you get to that dinner, you're not going to eat a lot of food all at once because you're ravenously hungry. So that is a great way, I think personally, for you to kind of map out that meal timing. And again, it's not that you're going to, you know, speed your metabolism up. It's not that it's not anything crazy. It's just like, planning your day. It's just planning, setting you up for success because 
if you have those three meals and two snacks, what I love, I love when people do that. And, and again, if you want to do fasting, like that, that's on you. If you want to do like, if you want to do these things, that's on you. But just from what I've seen as a coach and what I've seen just coaching hundreds of people is normally having a more set routine of what kind of what you can set up throughout the day is going to be a better option for most people. And again, it's not for everybody. Some people do great with fasting. I, I know plenty of people who do, who do great with fasting, but speaking as a coach to an audience, as a vast majority, three meals and two snacks is a great way to go because you're going you're gonna to set yourself up for the day. You'll have energy. You'll have, you know, you'll, you'll have food in your stomach. You won't be hungry. You will be energized. You won't get cravings that then leads you to eat those three cookies. Like you will set yourself up better. So that is a, is a great way to, again, fight hunger on a diet because, again, when you get into a diet, you're going to get hungry. You're, you're going to get tired. You're going to be like, I don't have a lot of time. If you, if you know what you're doing, if you have things in place for when they come up, it's just like a tool in a toolbox. Like, if you know that when you get hungry but you haven't eat, eaten any veggies that day, you know, pull out that tool of having that big-ass salad. You're going to feel better. You're going to get energized. You're going to, you know, hydrate yourself. That's one tool you can use. You know that you're getting hungry. Okay, well, I've only had you know, one source of protein today. I only have 30 grams of protein today. Have a shake. Go out to dinner and, and order something. Like You can pull that tool out. All these things are tools in your toolbox you can use to then help you along your path. And again, I can't stress this enough. If you need help, if you want help, if you have questions, please, please feel free to reach out to me. I, I would love to help you. I love interacting with people. This is why I'm in this space right now by myself doing this, making this video to put out for free to you. I want to help you. So please feel free to reach out to me anytime, any questions, I would love to hear it. So I hope this video, video helped you guys. If you have you know, thoughts about, if you have things, thoughts about what you want to do for the next video, what, what you want me to cover, if you have a question, if you have a concern, again, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to go over it. I'd love to make a video on it. So Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope it helps. Good luck on your New Year's goals. Again, it, one final thing, New Year's goals. Having someone or something to be accountable to is an absolute game changer, and it should not be underestimated. If you have somebody to be accountable to, whether it is a coach, whether it is your friend, whether it is a gym environment, whatever it is, if you have something to keep you accountable, 99% of people are going to do better. Even the most, you know, the, the best athletes, you know, LeBron James has a trainer. The, the best athletes in the world have some form of coach accountability, something like it just proves that you get results. And, and I, and I promise you that if you try to look for some way of accountability, whether it is to yourself or your spouse or your partner or a coach or a gym, you're going to see better results. So please take that with you into the new year with your new goals. Thank you so much for listening guys. I appreciate it. And we'll talk next time.